Hello, 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 and welcome back to Show Talk Podcast, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. We are back officially, ladies and gentlemen, with season two, episode one of Motherland Fort Salem. And oh my god, what a first episode it was. I know some of you had a chance to watch this first episode a few weeks back, but this is the first time I've actually sat down and watched this episode, and I was in awe. I mean, my emotions were kind of off the wall the entire time for the pure fact that I was just happy to see our girls back on the screen all together. But just everything that happened, the enemies that we saw, new and old, relationships that are being rekindled, our unit coming together. I'm just really excited to see how this season is going to play out. I mean, one thing that I've already loved about this season is the fact that we're just continuing off right from the season finale of season one and so now that we're moving into season two as if the story is just continuing it feels like it keeps us grounded in what we're focusing on and who we're focusing on so specifically the rise of the Carmilla and the spree and what that's going to do for our girls especially now that Rael and Abigail are becoming more powerful and from that boom and what that means for them and Fort Salem and their trust in Alder and Tally being a biddy it's a lot it's a lot and I cannot wait to go over it with you guys and talk to you guys about it and expand on it and give you my theories and questions and ideas I don't know I just hope that you're willing to stick with me this season and let's get into it. Let's get into Motherland Fort Salem season two, episode one. Now, I really want to look into Scylla and Willa's relationship when we start off this episode, and that's only because I remember about what we were talking about in episode zero and looking through different people's lenses and really seeing who the bad guy is and who the good guy is and redefining what that even means and just understanding our characters more and when we first meet Scylla and Willa and they're interacting with each other, I was kind of thrown off. And not because it was Rael's mom, but the way she was acting. I don't know. For the entire season one, I've had this idea of who the spree could be and who could be leading the spree. And it left me thinking that there were going to be some imposing force that was not to be reckoned with and someone who could choke Scylla down from miles away and still tell her to be in her place at the end of the day and someone who was willing to murder whoever she wanted for the cause and yet I see Scylla and Willa interact and it it kind of gave me a mother-daughter-ish close relationship that I wasn't expecting to see and I thought about it in a way that I was like okay well now we're seeing a more vulnerable side of the spree and if that was the case then maybe this will be our time to redefine what is good and and what is evil and who our true enemy is and for some reason this came to me but I weirdly thought of Scylla and Willa's relationship to Tally and Alder's relationship. If you look at the two together they're very similar because we have Scylla here who lost her family at a young age and in that 
anguish and in that trauma she's kind of latched on to the idea of the spree being the only way and the only ideas to fight against Fort Salem and and what they stand for and what they mean. And so she's kind of lived with the idea of the spree and supporting the spree for so long. And then you look at Tally, and that has been her entire life as well. Even though her mother and her, her the rest of her family and some people around her don't really support the ideas of Fort Salem, they've still been in it. And Tally has grown with that idea that this is where she wants to be, this is where she wants to put her, her faith and her support. And she's done that since a young age. And even throughout this entire episode, you see her determination and connection and just loyalty to Fort Salem and to Alder increase. And so when you're looking at Scylla and Tally together, they kind of represent opposites. And then you have Willa, who is this power figure of the spree who is now taking on Scylla as someone who is close to her daughter and someone who doesn't have any family at this point in her life because she's considered dead and so now she might be taking on a motherly figure towards Scylla and towards the other members of her spree who are younger than her and then we see Alder who is a powerful figure within Fort Salem who has considered multiple times that the witches under her are her children and she's even mentioned before this episode that the connection between her and Tally are kind of like mother-daughter relationship and so now we're seeing both Willa and Alder also on similar terms but on different spectrums and different sides of things. So I think that's going to be interesting to see and, and something to analyze as the season continues especially now that we're seeing a different focus of the spree and I f- focus on the on opening up the vulnerability that the spree might show only because we're looking into more vulnerable side that Alder is showing with Tally and is going to continue to show with Tally as the season progresses. And if they are really on a parallel stance, I wonder if we're going to see that a little bit more with Willa and Scylla, especially since Scylla has that connection to Rael that Willa hasn't had a chance to have since she's disappeared. And so their bond is going to be a lot stronger compared to Willa to the rest of the Spree members. So that's pretty interesting to me and I thought that was just something to pick up and I thought that that was something really strange because for so long I've considered the spree as just this dominating force that is just evil and and represents everything that Fort Salem isn't but now seeing all of these connections even in the few minutes that we've had to see both of them interact. Now I'm not saying that the spree aren't evil because I did see Willa kill a lot of people just for the members of the board to have dinner together and go over what has been happening but I'm not gonna lie like we can't say Alder and the rest of Fort Salem hasn't done drastic things I mean we may not be killing people on the regular but we did kill a boatload of humans not even a season ago parallels connections do you see them do you see them is it just me am I am I reaching right now like that's the question am I reaching in the connections between Alder and Tally and Willa and Scylla or do you see it am I am I not alone in this Speaking of Alder and Tally, that relationship on screen this season is probably going to be one of the main relationships I will be focusing on all season. And that's because just in the few scenes that we were able to see, I am in love with their relationship, with how they're able to be 
vulnerable with one another and how T Alder is able to lean on Tally going forward so far. And it's just, it's so strong. Like, I'm not going to lie. I teared up. I was like, anytime that they came on screen together and they were talking about whether or not they should break the bond and how Tally felt after the bond was broken and how she felt like she missed Alder and how Alder showed that it was going to feel as if she lost a daughter as if Tally lost a mother. And I was just remembering that this is the second mother that Tally has technically lost. She lost her original mother because her mom was mad she left for this army and now she put all her faith and, and love into to Alder and, and keeping her alive and, and instead felt that maternal love and, and instinct and now she's lost it again now that she's joined her unit and I was like oh no oh no because it was so deep and, and it was so raw and I'm so excited to see how that relationship is going to bloom and go forward and I know Jess has teased relentlessly throughout all the trailers and sneaks that the relationship that her and Lynn put forth on TV is going to be really strong and it's made their acting better this season and I know it's going to be even better than it is currently. And I feel like what's going to really push their relationship throughout this season is the fact that Tally understands her emotionally and historically from being a biddy and she's gotten to relive some of her lives and we see these flashbacks that she gets to have and she's going to be able to get close to Alder in that sense and, and fully understand the trauma and history that she's gone through but also the fact that she doesn't have that biddy mentality so she doesn't have to be loyal to Alder she doesn't have to follow what Alder says and she's not deeply connected in that sense but for her to even with that separation still choose Alder after everyone has been against her and leaving her and abandoning her that oh that's gonna be deep like that's really going to be what cements that relationship going forward and before we saw glimpses of that between Alder and Anacostia but now that Anacostia is kind of pulling away to find her own truth and her own ideas of what Fort Salem is and then the spree and the rest of the world in her place, I feel like Alder is now having to put that trust and that hope and that love into Tally. And that's going to be something that's interesting to see both between the two of them and what that means for Anacostia and the rest of them and Anacostia and Alder. And I don't know. I love it. I love it so far. I'm team Talder in that sense we're not romantically but in the emotional maternal parental family love that they have together i'm really excited to see how that's going to to blossom for all of us now although i love that relationship that doesn't mean it's not going to cause a lot of problems specifically for the unit as the whole and mainly in regards to Rael. because remember we've talked about this multiple times in different episodes Rael has kind of always been on the outs when it comes to the unit and specifically now how is she supposed to trust tally when tally is so ingrained and connected to alder now that she's unbidified that connection is still there how is Rael supposed to show and trust abigail to make the decisions as the leader of the three of them when she is still holding on to the ideas and teachings that her mother and family have passed on in the trust of motherland and alder and so no one's really questioning things as much as Rael is and so 
She has to trust that her unit is still going to have her back no matter what, even with these connections and with these schoolings and ideologies. So that might be something that the girls will be facing as they walk into war college and what that means for them going forward. But looking at this episode as a whole, I can feel like trust has been the main theme. And that's why I titled this episode Trust, because not only do we have the units trusting each other and Alder trusting Tally, we also have people like Kalita and Adil and their trust for one another. You see that wavering a little bit as Kalita is watching Adil fully fall in love with Abigail and fully fall into the routines and protection of Fort Salem to the point where he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to abandon both Abigail and what he's created here and she feels he's seen too much and is clearly hurting and that's why he's falling into the traps of Motherland that she sees and we're gonna have to wonder if that's going to change once she realizes the real enemy that's coming forth and that's the Caramilla. And we've talked about this in episode zero. If we have other witches understanding that the real enemy is this long lost enemy we thought was defeated, are they all going to eventually come together? And that means are we going to start interacting with different cultures and with different ideas of what it means to be a witch in America, in different countries, in different regions, in Fort Salem altogether? And will Kalita fall into that? Will she see what her brother sees and understand that this is a safer option for her? I mean, look at how Adil reacted when he heard Alder sing. He felt that connection and Although Kalita keeps that to herself, does she not feel that connection as well? And will that have her bridge the gap between the two of them? What would that mean if we bridge that connection also with the spree? And if Kalita and other regions and other witches use their seeds, will the spree now also have connection and opportunity to get that power. So that's going to be dangerous within itself if it does happen. But at the end of the day, we're going to do something because we have one too many enemies that we're dealing with. We have the spree, we have the Carmilla, we have the purist now. Like what are we supposed to be putting our focus into? And then we have school drama that I feel like is going to be coming our way looking at the trailers. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot to go on and we're going to have to decide who's the enemy and who's not. Personally, I blame the spree for everything. I mean, I know I was just talking about them having vulnerabilities and that we were going to be able to see a different side of them. But honestly, if it wasn't for the spree doing the most, we wouldn't be in this situation to begin with. And that's only because the spree started killing people on national TV. The spree started showing off their powers to others. The spree started doing the most and now we have the humans afraid that they can't be protected from the army because they realize that the spree and the army are the same and so now the rise of the purists are coming through and there's always going to be a group of purists around when there's differences and fear and now as they rise, they're getting stronger. We started with a few handful of people who didn't believe in the witches and and what they were doing and now we're having rallies in the streets so that's going to rise in in momentum as this season goes on or multiple seasons go on and does that give the Caramilla more people to recruit onto their side to defeat the witches 
we don't know. So we might have two groups actually joining together. The purists and the Caramilla and the spree and the witches and the witches from beyond. So that is going to be something to look out for. You know who else we're going to have to look out for this season? Penelope. And not Penelope specifically, but what her presence really means and what her family means for Fort Salem and this season as a whole. And I'm just saying this because I don't trust her father, the vice president. I don't trust the vice president of the United States. Why? Because he started off this season saying, you people. And that automatically had me hissing with the rest of the biddies. And two, because when his daughter was seen to have history and ties with the witches, he wasn't really surprised. Like, he put on a good show, but when she was over here melting the chandeliers and, and windows of the church, he kind of was, like, accepting of it, and she kind of looked at him like she was accepting of it as well. So it feels like they know the history, they just don't want to let anyone know what the history is and it'll be interesting to see if we do look into it a little bit more if we try to find her ancestry like let's ancestry.com Penelope and her mother and what that might mean for her lineage and the powers that she holds because when they scried her vocal cords they looked pretty bright pretty pretty strong and the fact that when she did use her seed she was able to control the water so easily? What does that mean? What does that mean? And are we going to have to separate Penelope's growth throughout the trainings of Motherland and the unit's growth throughout War College? Like, are those two worlds that we're going to be having to focus on to, like, different characters and groups that we're going to have to focus on? Are we going to be focusing on a new unit now if Penelope gets put into a unit? Like what does, I have questions. I have so many questions and I don't know. I still don't trust her father. And a lot of theories online during the live tweets were saying, well, maybe he's part of the Caramilla or maybe he's part of the Pierce group. And honestly, I wouldn't be uh, surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised that he killed his wife or that he's going to be using his daughter. Like, we could have another Motherland Fort Salem spy, but for the Caramilla or for the Purist group instead, all underneath the leadership of the vice president. And wouldn't that, wouldn't that be icing on top of the cake that we're just going to be fighting the rest of the country? <laughs> That would be something that happened to us over here signing the accords and signing our life away to protect ourselves and the rest of our witch sisters only to end up having to fight the government altogether in the end. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a lot, but I hope that you guys are going to be holding strong throughout this season and what's to come and what they have throwing our way. But I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot going and that's pretty much all I have for you guys on this episode specifically. There are some honorable mentions that I want to talk about right now, like specifically Anacostia. Now, I was wondering this the entire episode, just looking at Anacostia's reactions to Tally becoming a biddy and her reactions to Alder, but did you guys ever wonder if Anacostia was jealous for the fact that she wasn't a biddy? Like, think about it this way. Alder has raised her. She's leaned on her the entire time. They have a, a bond that you can clearly see is different compared to everyone else. So it was weird to me the fact that Anacostia 
may have never been considered to be a biddy going forward and if that was maybe something she wanted to do and think about how much trust and faith that Anacostia has put into Alda her entire life that's something that qualifies as a good biddy and yet she's not and now looking at Tally becoming a biddy and that connection that her and Alda are now going to have is that going to push some buttons is that going to make things weird that's it was a random thought that I was thinking throughout this entire episode and I wonder if that's something that we would go into although I doubt it maybe I'm just reaching maybe I'm thinking too much and trying to make a lake out of a pond but I don't know I just hope we go into the history of Anacostia and Alder especially now that Alder will be leading on to Tally and Anacostia is going to be making her way over to Scylla and Spree and choosing her own destiny all of that I hope we go into like the history of the two of them because I think that will be really interesting to see also Anacostia tracking Scylla that was that was a sixth scene did you see the little face in the in the wall and then Scylla using her own scene and her own voice to like fight off that that's gonna be great so if Anacostia is gonna be tracking her like this the entire time we'll see how soon it takes for them to meet up and what that discussion is going to be on how she's going to get Scylla to trust her and be on her side and will instead will Anacostia ask for Scylla to make her way into the spree compound and I don't know it's going to be a lot I have a lot of questions clearly another thing I wanted to mention Adil and Abigail I love them so much they are clearly a force of nature as seen by the explosion and earthquake that they created out in the forest and anyone else wonder if they use protection like I was looking at Bellatane and I was looking at that scene and I was like so who's providing the contraception (laughs) is that what not crosses anybody's mind when they see these scenes on tv or is that just me because I I don't think they would want to have their army members pregnant and and taking time off automatically into college but at the same time they're all about fertility and increasing the members within the unit and within the school by creating birth and and having multiple husbands to be able to have multiple children that will later hold on hold on to the seed and become new members so I don't know I don't know who had the talk and Abigail for sure who had the talk with her I mean it was hot it was sexy I'm a fan of those two together like I am an Adil and Abigail fan forever but but I don't I don't have time for a teen pregnancy I really don't I really don't um and lastly this is probably the last time I will talk about this on this episode but I posted this during the live tweets last night, but is Tally's connection as a biddy a lot different compared to the other biddies? And I'm saying it in that the way they bonded was an accident. It was is in times of need. And this is something they've probably done it this way in the past during emergencies, but now it's it's a ritual. It's something that connects everyone together with Elder. And as you saw 
Tally interact as a biddy with the other biddies and with Alder, there was a little bit of a difference I noticed. It felt like she didn't follow the rules as much. She could feel everything, but I didn't feel like it was as forced as the rest of the biddies were. Is that just me? And even in the visions, you could see there was a slight delay between the commands from Alder and the biddies and Tally. And I wonder if that's another thing that just makes her so much unique to Alder and, and that connection that they have. And I wonder if we're going to explore that more, which we probably will. And I'm just jumping the gun, but I love digesting their relationship so far. It's one of my favorites that we're going to see this season and I'm excited for more of it. So you're probably going to hear me talking about it a lot more. So that is all I have for you guys this episode. We're at 25 minutes again. And if you've stuck with me this long, thank you very much. You know, it was, it was a journey that we had to go through together, but I can't wait to live tweet with you guys and, and talk to you guys and just really get to dive into this season with everyone as we're going forward. But like always, you can follow me on Twitter at Show Talk Podcast. If you just want to talk more about this show, send me emails at showtalkpodcast at gmail.com if you want to talk personally about this show or check out my website showtalk.blog if you want to see all the other shows that I'm podcasting and talking about. You don't have to, but if you want to, go ahead. I will be posting this podcast on all of your streaming podcasts platforms so you can listen to me on Spotify, Apple, and everywhere else. But like always, keep on talking. I will see you next time.